from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hi, it's me, Lady the Engineer, and with me <laughs> is uh, Sparky the Blue Smoke Monster. Yeah, that was a test. It worked. Okay, live puppetry with Bluetooth. We'll get to I that know. later. It's exciting. We're, yeah. we're, you are beta testers. I just wanted to see if anything would crash. I got, want to get that done in the beginning. That's uh, true. We okay. can just get it over with. We okay. got exciting <laughs> show for you tonight full of cyber puppets, fast mic controllers, Python news, new products, and of course some giveaways, all broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory here in downtown Manhattan where we do all the kidding, manufacturing, shipping, tutorial writing, videoing, and et cetera, et cetera, that you love to use for your electronic and cosplay projects. Whew, we got an exciting show for you tonight. What's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, the code is IOTT. That's right, IOTT, we'll tell you why. We'll show you why. It's big news in the world of microcontrollers. We have CircuitPython running on TNT. So we thought, let's do a cool project, and it worked. So that's the discount code. You can use it to buy Teensy if you want. So all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, IO Teensy is the code. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City. No loans, no venture capital. We do good. We try to be a good cause and a good business. All the things that y'all purchase help us run this show and more. People around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lydia will talk about who is on the show and tell and what they shared and more. Talk about what's coming up on JP's show, and we will do a Make Code Minute, a bunch of Python on hardware news and more, 3D printing, got a couple videos, some main New York City factory footage, we got some new products, we got some top secret, we'll answer your questions, we do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, where you can join all 15,000 of us, and that's where we do that towards the end of the show. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Yeehaw. Okay. So, uh, Lady Let's the, kick it off. Yeah, the first thing is, um, don't forget discount code, IOTNT, IOTNT, IOTNT away. <laughs> That's hard, it's a hard, it's a tongue twister. It is a hard I-O-T- word. IOTNT. It's the, it's the Because I want to say IOTNT, but that's two T's. It's IOTNT. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the, uh, discount code. We do freebies right now. We still have some of these. That's right. Not forever. So this will, will go away. It'll go away. $99 or more, you get a free Pomoproto half-size breadboard. Great for taking your solderless breadboard projects and making them permanent. $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. It's high-quality, trackable, insured shipping. And at $299 or more, you get a Circuit Playground Express or all-in-one development board for use with Arduino, CircuitPython, MakeCode, MakerBlocks, Code.org, CS Discoveries, MicroLisp, TinyGo, and tons of others. It's got sensors, buttons, LEDs, alligator clips, batteries, stuff all built in. So it's ready to make your project come to life without even any soldering. Okay. And then for shipping options, UPS Ground is the best way to go in the U.S. Postal, if you like mysteries sometimes, because uh, it'll get there, but sometimes it'll disappear for a bit, and the tracking will not always match up with where it is. But it is a good low-cost option most of the time and dhl international um it's been working out so great we're we're going to probably have dhl international as um our main form of international shipment customs and more gets taken care of before it even gets to you 
um, the on-time rates are the highest and uh, people are the happiest. So expect, uh, if you're an international customer, you'll probably be seeing some more DHL options for you. Same day delivery in New York City. If you're here in New York City and you're one of the zip codes that we can get it to, you just check out before 11 a.m. and you'll see what's available. Show and tell, people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Another great week. You know, if you started out saying, let's do a show and tell like 10 years ago, which we did. Um, but if you started saying, uh, let's do a show and tell, and we made it like a business idea where you, where you said, what does everyone think? I think the reasonable thing would say, there's no way people are going to show up every single week and show and share projects. Yet they do. We run out of time every single we week. We do. Um, I remember when I started Hackaday a million years ago, I was told there's no way you're going to find a project a day. And I think there's not enough hours in the day. If I was only writing and I was doing that type of thing, I could probably find about 100 good projects a day um, that people can do with this stuff that that's available, yeah. uh, either from Adafruit or from other companies, um, at the minimum. And I'm just one person. So there's a lot going on. Um, but show and tell is where people show their projects. That's so right. Who came by and what did they share? I'm glad you asked. We had a whole bunch of people from Adafruit come by. People are back from holidays, starting to build things and projects. Philby showed off Spectro, which is uh, a very old project that we're reviving. Uh, this is a Raspberry Pi connected to an RGB matrix, and he showed off an audio spectrum analyzer. That's the name Spectro. Uh, coming soon. Melissa showed off. Uh, she's refactoring and reworking the HT16K33 uh, library for our LED backpacks. Uh, she's got some pixel shifting going on, so you can shift pixels around the matrix, um, up, down, left, right. And she also got a kitten called Pixel, which looked slightly terrified. Um, probably didn't ask to be born, but is now alive and wondering what it's doing in this world. JP uh, started off showing a Bluetooth LE uh, HID keyboard with bonding. This is a big deal. We've been uh, working very hard on getting uh, BLE support for HID, which has worked, but it wasn't bonded, so you'd have to repair every time. Now we have bonding support, so once you've paired um, your Circuit Playground Blue Fruit or your Feather Blue Fruit or your Itzy Blue Fruit, to your computer, it will stay paired. Um, so that's really powerful. Uh, and more HID projects to come. We'll talk about that a little bit. Scott uh, had a Teensy demo. Uh, thanks to Arthur for uh, submitting the IMX RT series poor request to circuit Python. These chips are inexpensive and extremely powerful, like 500, 600, 700 megahertz processors at a very affordable, like 8-bit microcontroller prices. Um, so uh, Scott and I were like, let's port this to the TNC. It's the most popular board that uses this chip. And uh, now the work is, uh, we've got it basically running and booting on the TNC, but how can you take advantage of the tightly coupled RAM um, so that instruction memory is cached in RAM? And how do you do that with an interpreted language? So it's a little bit of, uh, of noodling around with like linkers and uh, macros, but uh, he's already got a 10 speed speed up and he's uh, profiling the SPI flash to make sure that when we're running basic programs, we don't have to um, fetch uh, instruction memory from flash. It's all cached in um, the tightly coupled RAM. So that'll make things very fast. So yeah, like chips as they get faster and faster, you have to be a little bit more careful, but we're ready. Uh, now Pedro shut off this week's project. We'll also show a video, Infinity Coaster and Infinity Cube. Stay tuned for the video and tutorial about that. Julian and Helen are in uh, Berlin doing a music workshop um, using the uh, like some sort of punk 
module thing with like this cool uh, handmade music crackle, crackle box. Yeah. And then don't forget in six weeks or so, uh, Oshawa in Manhattan is happening. The conference is occurring. Sign up, get tickets, and there'll be a cool badge that you might get for free or maybe you can pick up while you're at Oshawa. Maybe you purchase it, but either way, it'll be there. Blitz City is working on a pipe portal weather station. New will have alarms. Vilbinko wants us to know that in two weeks there's going to be the ATIA Maker Day. Learn about making, teach about making, uh, whether you're into making, using, or developing uh, accessibility technology. And also, he's uh, wants to give a shout out to the Circuit Python team. Thanks for uh, adding that HID bonding because it'll allow us to do uh, accessibility projects. And then Coding Pro uh, built a sound effects board for a friend with amplifier and button, so it has like YouTube sound effects and intros. Okay, all participants on the show and tell get. And ask you my show and tell sticker. Email supportedatafruit.com for your sticker. If you're a kid, please have a parental guardian-like entity do that for you. It is part of our Adafruit live series of shows. Uh, JP's show is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, a little bit of a quick recap of some of the things that JP's showing off. Um, Bluetooth, there's a bunch of techno babble that's out there about all technologies. Bluetooth is one of those two, so we're demystifying it. We're also going to show real projects that you can use. So this is the magic light bulb BLE and use a circuit by phone. So all this stuff that we all have has Bluetooth in it. Every little gadget and thing that you like see on all the websites or CES coverage, the Consumer Electronics Show, a lot, all this stuff has Bluetooth in it mostly. And uh, it's not magic. It turns out you can actually build stuff. So JP's going to uh, show and share some of the things that go into uh, controlling and making your own Bluetooth devices. It is uh, almost magical when it works, but I don't think we should think of it that way. It's just that no one explained it well. And no, I, it's just called Magic Bulb because that's the brand name. Yeah, it's not actually magical. Yeah, it's I, using science. I understand the desire not to explain or teach because you can charge money for a thing that just works sometimes. Yeah. Like that's what Bluetooth you know, kind of is. It kind of works, but if you understood it better and you can make your own stuff, you can do all sorts of things, uh, especially home automation. And I think a lot of um, folks are like, you know, I don't know if I want Google or Apple or Amazon to have a camera and a microphone in my house at all times controlling all my things. Maybe I want to have some of the things on my own terms. So this is the first step for that. And uh, it's not that hard. You can actually do it pretty easily. Yeah. Um, also, tomorrow, Make Hood Minute with JP. Yes. Um, the Make Hood newsletter just went out. If you didn't get the newsletter, go to uh, makecode.adafruitdaily.com. You can sign up. Next one's coming out next month. And here is the Make Code Minute from JP. Take it away. For the Make Code Minute today, what I'd like to look at is setting up a sort of uh, countdown timer using the Circuit Playground Express inside of Make Code. Uh, and what I've done here is I've set it up so that we have a number of NeoPixels here that each represent one second. And in the interface, you can press the A button to increase, or, the, or rather the B button to increase, D, the A button to decrease. And then when I press the A, B buttons together, it's going to start counting down. Now, you can't press those two things at once uh, with a mouse, and that's why the simulator pops up this little A, B. In fact, let me go to a uh, full screen simulator so you can see. Here's my B button increasing the countdown. Uh, and now I'm going to press this little combined magical AB button here. And so you can see it's going to count down uh, 
each second. And then it gives us a little flash of orange and some sparkles. There's also some sounds. You're not hearing them on here. But in fact, if I do it on my uh, real circuit playground that I have hooked up here, we should be able to play along. So you can see each time I increase, we're getting lights there. I'm going to press them both together. There's other stuff you'll want to look at in the code, such as setting up counters and correlating the number of times you press the button to a variable that will then correlate to the uh, number of the pixel that's displayed, as well as counting it down. Um, but this is the key thing here for uh, using AB button. We actually have an AB button that lives right here in the on button press, which is part of the inputs. Uh, so when we press that, I'm setting the pixel color at the current uh, number, the counter variable, counter current pixel to green. Uh, and then every second we go through and reduce that number by one. We play a tone uh, and then we set the uh, preceding pixel to black so that it disappears as we go. And so that's how you can use the AB buttons on the Circuit Playground Express to set up a little countdown timer that you can adjust. And that's your Make Code Minute. Thank you, JP. Yeah, and don't forget tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, join in for all of the fun with JP. All over again. It's Python on Hardware time. Blinka, blinka, blinka. There is so much going on in the world of Python on Hardware. Oh my goodness. But we'll try to get to it as fast as we can. So big news, um, you know, in the maker world, there's uh, boards that I think we all kind of grew up with. And one of them has been the Teensy uh, that Paul has been making and shipping. We've been selling From the 1890 <laughs> USB 162 all the way up to the TC4. Right. And we've been um, having this in our store in a long time and we're really happy that we were able to not only get CircuitPython running on the TNC, but showing our work live. So Arturo Scott um, got a build and a version. There's lots of TNCs out there. Lots of people got the, the 4.0 TNCs. So they're able to experiment right away. And one of the cool things, um, in addition to Circuit Python going to Teensy. It's this new chip, this new chip from NXP, super fast, low cost. So we're going to get a bunch of benefits. And I think as a community of people who do electronics, we're going to start to think, what does it mean to have uh, Python for hardware on a very fast chip? You have yeah. to think about things a little bit different. Where does the code come from? Where are things stored? Yep. So that'll be kind of neat. Um, but uh, and this is where I think it gets really cool. So because Circuit Python gets you so many things when you have it on a board. Um, I didn't see any IoT Teensy projects. There are not a lot. And that's why the code... some, but why the code, I didn't see a lot. Not as many as, like, all the boards that are made for that. Yeah. Like, that's not its core thing. It's, like, a lot of audio projects. Audio, yeah. new pixels. So once once we had CircuitPython running, in, like, less than 20 minutes, you were able to put together an IoT project um, with the Teensy. And I'm going to play that video now. And it just worked. It was like one of those things where it's like, whoa, like that was a little too easy. It, so. it pretty much, I only had to, uh, the default I squared C speed was a little fast, so I just had to slow that down. And then there, the SPI frequency was also twice as fast as it should be. So I just had to tweak it. I mean, these are common things that happen when you have a new platform. Yeah. So I opened up issues, those will be fixed. But once I just fixed the speed um, for the peripherals, everything just worked fine. So uh, take it away. Uh, it took longer to answer the door and get a snack than it did to do this project. Testing out our new uh, preview build of CircuitPython for the IMX NXP RT1062, which is also the same chip used in the Teensy 4. So this is the Teensy 4. 
on my Teensy to Feather adapter, I've got... Did you make an IoT Teensy? I did. IoTeensy? IoTeensy. Okay. It's got an OLED feather wing and then our Airlift ESP32 coprocessor for Wi-Fi connectivity. And this is actually going to the Adafruit website and getting um, these quotes from our JSON quote server. And uh, it just connects the internet, gets the JSON data, splits the data up, and then uh, prints it nicely on the OLED line by line with a little delay. So it's about... 100 lines of code for everything, including debug prints, which is pretty cool. It took me like 15 minutes to put this together. And it's how I'm testing I2C and SPI in CircuitPython on the Teensy 4. All right. IoT, IoT projects for the Teensy. IoT Teensy. Yes. <laughs> it's, harder, it's harder for you to say the word IOT than it is to build the code. Yeah. So uh, Arturo and Lady Ada are working together on a feather version yes this is the 1011 it's not it's not nearly as powerful and big as the 1062 which is the tnc4 but what is nice about this chip is it's really inexpensive the 1011 is like under two dollars and yeah. it's 500 megahertz it's got uh, 128k of ram um but again you have to you know that's not just ram you have to put your uh processing code There's in there too renderings. some renderings we've got neopixel going on there we've got yeah Q-Spy. we cannot call it the Feather M711, because 711 probably wouldn't like that, although that would be a fun name. It's the M71011. Yeah. Okay. USB-C, though. So moving to USB-C. USB-C for lots of stuff. And Stemma it's got connector. a Stemma Q2 connector, yeah. This is the future. Uh, lots of things are feather-shaped. And lots of things have Stemma-like connectors. it'll be fast. It won't be big, lots but it'll Python. be fast. So you'll be able to run fairly large... Um, projects in it, but it's just not going to have as much RAM as like the NRF-2840, so it's a little bit of a trade-off. Yeah, what's good is you can choose which chip and which thing you want to do. It's like, I want to do a project like this, but I, I want to just learn CircuitPython once. I want to learn Python just once, and then you just pick the chip. Oh, I want Wi-Fi. Okay, let me get this board. Oh, I want Bluetooth. I want, I'll get this board. Oh, I want something super fast. I'll get this board. Oh, I want something that that's e-ink. Oh, I want it all built into one. I'll get a Pi Portal. It's yeah. kind of cool. So if you go to circuitpython.org slash downloads, not only will you see a new uh, updated site that we just released, and I'll talk about that next week on the show because we're probably going to do a video around that, but you'll be able to see all the, the boards. There's a menagerie. There's 98 altogether. We'll have 100 by next week. Definitely, yeah. more than half are not from Adafruit. Correct. So no one can say this is just an Adafruit thing. It's actually it's not. It's actually a big old community And thing. we're happy to accept anybody's board definitions. We merged like two or three a week. Yeah. In fact, I usually have to – I spend more time hassling people – who are making boards to please, please, please submit PRs. Yeah, submit your PRs. Please submit your PRs. Okay, we wrapped up the CircuitPython 2020. Um, each year we've been doing CircuitPython. We're like, what do you want from CircuitPython? Uh, what can we do together? So you can look at the past ones. We also have all the 2020 ones. So there is a bunch. You should go to the site and read them all. There is at least um, over a dozen-ish. Yeah, there's like 20 um, or 30. Plus with all the comments, there's probably like maybe 50 or 60 people plus just comments from around the web where we were able to collect them and you can take a look at them and you can see probably what our roadmap is for the year. So if you're curious where all this is going, we do this out in the open. So um, you can always tune in at any time. Projects from the community, um, it had to happen. Baby Yoda with the Circuit Playground. Uh, it's glowing. It's this green inside mm, of a 3D cool. printed yeah. Baby Yoda. Well, that's what people want. Uh, folks are using Circuit Python and PyPortals for um, projects. This is for an event. This is uh, the Undercroft. They're having a Python and PyPortal event on 129. Uh, it's bring your own portal. 
I kind of think that's fun. B, uh, BYOP. I just love the graphics. Yeah, Beautiful. It's cool. Next up, um, Joey has been working on, you probably know him from the Open Book Project, used to do feathers in through hole versions and uh, posted up Funky. some great photos of them. It's um, a chunky. Yeah, it's a simple Sam D11 feather yeah. that was uh, through hole. Um, Doctor Who is back on the air for the holiday season, uh, after the holiday season show. So, of course, a lot of people noticed that there was a meeting of the Doctor and Ada Lovelace. They took photos of the screen and then said, oh, I'm working on this too. So if you like electronics and uh, who's called the first programmer, Ada Lovelace, uh, Doctor Who from the BBC is now playing. There's a fun game. This is called Don't Snip step on the snack <laughs> no step on snack um, help blinket skip a variety of feet in this frogger clone developed on the adafruit badge and uh, i think this is from uh foamy what is from foamy yeah um this is kind of cool this is a pie badge and the pie badge has, it's like a plotter yeah it's kind of cool right so this is a, a pie badge is a cereal plotter that's fun yeah, and this was also from Joey, who worked on the feather um, and the open book. This is a badge that someone made with their own 3D printed lanyard holder, and it's called OrcaCon. This is an electronic communication badge made with the blue fruit, TFT gizmo, oh, and, and a 3D printed lanyard. You say, like, whether you want people to talk to you, or yeah. you're social, or you're feeling antisocial, you exactly. want some exactly. introversion time, yeah. you just select the graphic, and there's an Orca. That's right. Uh, this is cool. This is a very advanced NeoPixel suit. Yes. And this kid's in the future. Yeah. This is um, what it's like to file your taxes in 2050. Um, other cool NeoPixel projects. This is a wearable. That's nice. Yeah, this is uh, fashioned after uh, Madonna's uh, outfit that people probably know from the 90s, but now with NeoPixels. Gautier. Yeah. But with LEDs. We've been still doing our 2019 best of, and so in all of 2019, the number one downloaded project was a CircuitPython project. It was the Sister Night goggles. Oh, great. Um, Ashley here played Sister Night in the show. It was Regina King, and for the code that made all this work was CircuitPython. So... Check it out. Also, um, our top product of 2019, top new product, already rocketed to top of the charts. It was Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. We also had a bunch of top tens of videos, and a lot of the new product videos were things like Pygamer. So Circuit Python has become a big part of what we do here all year long, and probably 2020 will even be more of that. Um, our friend Lorraine Underwood has a new book coming out. I have it on pre-order. I will immediately show this off as soon as I get it. Save the world with code. Um, if someone has to save the world, why not with code? Um, 20 projects with kids using Raspberry Pi, Microbit, and the Circuit Playground Express. So all those things are Python-powered. You'll probably enjoy it. Check it out. Save the world with code. You can find that on Amazon and other places where you buy books from. Um, this is kind of neat. This is a, a, a world's collide. So Mitch was hanging out with the folks who do a bunch of Circuit Python. This was uh, Code and Solder, and this was from Discord. Um, it was the Open Tech Day in Delhi. And what's the quote? Ease of getting and running Circuit Python uh, left everyone awestruck. So that uh, was the reason that there's an 
infrared receiver and transmitter on the Circuit Playground Express is because of Mitch. He, oh, Mitch, he yeah. asked to put that on. I was like, yes, you can do TVB gone type projects, and that's why every Circuit Playground Express has infrared on it. All right. If you're in Melbourne this weekend, there is the Pi Ladies Python meetup, and there is the MicroPython courses and classes. So this Saturday, check it out. Pi Ladies Melbourne meetup if you want to learn some MicroPython and you're in the area, this is for you. There's an upcoming event, it's Pi Cascades. It's less than 29 days away. This is from Nina. Made a countdown timer with the Pi Portal. Um, Pi Cascades is February 8th and 9th. Scott will be speaking there. So if you want to meet Scott or talk to other like-minded people in the world of Python and more, or meet new people, this is an event for you. And that's our Python on hardware this week. Blinka, blinka, blinka. Yeah, okay. What's next? Next up, um, we're an open source hardware company. It's true. Um, we have the repos to prove it, but we also have all the guides. Yeah, so we have this four week, guides. 2,097 guides. That's right. Okay, kicking it off, we had this beautiful LED uh, mirror cube, this Infinity Cube by Noah and Pedro. Um, it is an awesome build. We saw a couple uh, Infinity Cubes online. We're like, you know, we've never done one. We should really build one with the new Itsy Bitsy, which is so tiny. It would fit very well in the Skate NeoPixels. Uh, and so you can change the LED colors of a Bluetooth if you like, or just have it do what it does here, which is look cool. Um, uh, Colin and Phil have been playing around with the new Oculus Quest uh, VR uh, fully contained system. Uh, and so Colin has been messing around with how to sideload uh, Android apps onto um, the Oculus Quest, and he wrote a guide on how to do it. It's called SideQuest. Yeah, I'll give everyone a heads up. So, like it or not, there's going to be some VR stuff. I've experimented with Vermal in the past. I wrote an article. You've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I wrote an article this week that you can check on our uh, blog that has, um, like, maybe almost 15 years ago-ish. Uh, I made a second, like life rig so I can go in the second life but VR is coming and the thing that is interesting this round is there's things like web VR and I think it's gonna be called something else eventually but I think it's important for all of us who like to make and share things you know what experiment with some of these frameworks because it shouldn't just be all for the big companies and the big game manufacturers you can do things with web VR that are really neat right now in fact one of the neat projects I saw was you can be spider-man and someone downloaded all the assets from all these different things. They were able to cobble it all together and made their own Spider-Man game. And you put on the Oculus uh, Quest. That's kind of a standalone one that's low cost that folks yeah. really like. And you're Spider-Man. Um, so that's kind of neat. So I think that's one of the things, like, no matter no matter what, anytime a new technology comes out, I think it's important for the creators. You love, yeah, you always creators, look at it to for see, the creators what to can see we what, do? What can we create and what can we share? And is there a way to make it open source? And a lot of, uh, all of the, uh, or if not most of the web VR community, they use tools like Lich and stuff like that, and you can remix stuff right away. So it's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, we also got from Brent uh, an update to my old uh, uh, Feather Huzzah MicroPython project, this time doing it in CircuitPython with the Pi Portal. This is a TOTP viewer. Uh, so if you have uh, six different log or five different login servers, that use uh, second factor authentication, which you should absolutely be using. Um, this will store your key code so you don't have to use a phone, it just sits on your desk, and will display the latest codes for you automatically. So a, a good project, also fun if you'd like to learn about how TOTPs are generated. I learned a lot um, by writing the code, and so did Brent. And we also have, of course, our uh, first in a series of 
guides using Circuit Playground Bluefruit to control and connect with other devices, uh, which is very powerful. The Circuit Playground Bluefruit and the Circuit Python Bluetooth devices can act as a central so that they can communicate with um, peripheral devices, for example, um, this LED, Bluetooth LED light bulb. And more importantly, we actually go through and explain how Bluetooth low energy works, what a profile is, what a characteristic is, how you can expect to look at how to use uh, debug tools to like reverse engineer and analyze um, Bluetooth peripherals. And so, you know, this magic lamp, this LED bulb, it's not designed for people to hack with it, but it wasn't too difficult to get it communicating uh, by doing a little bit of hacking investigation. So a great uh, project for people who want to learn about Bluetooth or, of course, make a glowy light bulb in your room. And if you're thirsty for more cubes, don't worry. I love cube. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit later in the show, we're going to be showing the video on how this was made, as well. Okay, so that's guides. All right, Main New York City factory footage. Take it away, Adafruit factory. Chunk, chunk.
And it wouldn't be an Adafruit factory footage segment without a time lapse of a sunrise or sunset. It was like 70 degrees here the other day. Somebody so. said it was it was boyfriend girlfriend walk in New York City weather, and I was like, pretty Damn. much. It was true. That was sunset. Okay. Beautiful. 3D. 3D so. Uh, we're going to do the videos back to back. This is the cube video, and then we have a Mandalorian speed up. So we're going to do them Look, back to back. We'll we got nothing till Picard comes out. We're, it, we're destitute. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Take it away, Noah Pedro. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're building an infinity cube with NeoPixels. The frame is 3D printed, and the acrylic panels are coated with see-through mirror film. With mirrored acrylic, this creates a really neat effect that's borderline magic. LED strips inside the frame light up making the acrylic appear transparent. The panels reflect the light inside the cube, creating a really cool tunnel effect. We set this up with Bluetooth so we could trigger different LED animations. The code for this project is written in CircuitPython and uses the itsy bitsy NRF52840. This uses the LED animation library, which makes creating sequences much easier. There's lots of options for customization, so you can change colors and speed. You can install CircuitPython on a lot of different boards from Adafruit and the community. Check out the beta releases and download the latest firmware from the website. You can double press the reset button to get your board into bootloader mode. The board shows up like a USB drive, so you can just drag and drop a UF2 file. It automatically installs the firmware, so it's really easy to upgrade to future releases. With CircuitPython, the libraries and code live on the board, so it's way more accessible. We think this makes maintaining code much better, and it's just awesome for beginners. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. The CAD files are available to download, and the parts are designed for support-free 3D printing. We designed the cube as a parametric model, so it was easy to change the dimensions. We split the cube in half so there aren't any overhangs, which makes printing much easier. The case houses the itsy bitsy, and it snap fits together so there's no need for any screws. The bottom half press fits onto the frame, so it lines up nicely. We'll start by cutting a mini skinny NeoPixel strip. We needed to remove the sheathing so that we could wire it up and attach it to the frame. We're using a low density strip of NeoPixels and we're using silicone ribbon cable. This wire is great because it's flexible and bundled together so it'll stay nice and tidy. The wiring is threaded through a hole in the corner of the frame. The LED strip is fitted inside and bends at the corner so it's shaped within the cube. We can tack down the LED strip with a bit of hot glue. You can use a can of air to freeze dry the hot glue in place. A strip is laid out to cover most of the frame and then cut in half. Use more hot glue to keep the strips flat and straight inside the cube. You can use flush cutters to trim away any excess glue. To fill up the last three sections of the frame, we'll connect three strips to the pads on the back of the first strip. This last bit of LED strip covers the frame and it's hot glued in place. 
All six sides of the cube should have a strip run along the inside of the frame. Once that's done, we can then wire up the strip to the itsy bitsy board. You want to test out the LED strip before attaching the acrylic panels. So thoroughly inspect the wiring and make sure there aren't any shorts. Next, we'll work on cutting up the acrylic panels. This sheet of acrylic is already coated with a mirror finish, which makes the assembly easier. It's only a millimeter thick, so it's easy to score with a scoring tool or a hobby knife. We printed out a little paper template and traced it out with a Sharpie. We used a T-square ruler to help us make straight cuts. You'll want to be super careful here. It only needs a few passes to score deep enough so you can snap the pieces apart. You really want to take your time cutting these out. Ideally, we want to laser cut these, but it's not too bad doing it by hand. This has protective layers on both sides so it doesn't get scuffed up while cutting. Be sure to cut both sides of the protective layering so the acrylic doesn't get scuffed up. Two of the six panels are cut slightly shorter to accommodate for the top and bottom of the cube. You'll want to test fit these out before gluing them in place. Once all the pieces have been test fitted, you can then start to remove the protective layers. You'll want to test both sides of the acrylic with the LEDs on. Since the acrylic is slightly warped, you'll get different reflections. We found the effect works best when the acrylic is facing inwards so it's concave. The effect doesn't look so good when the acrylic is bulging outwards. So be sure to check all of the panels. We use dabs of hot glue to tack the acrylic panels to the frame. You want to be really careful not to use too much here. Once all six panels have been hot glued in place, we can then fit the board into the case. The cover has an opening so the cable can slip through. Add a bit of hot glue to the corner and stick the cover right on top. The itsy bitsy board snap fits into the case and these tabs will keep it secured. The case itself can then be snap fitted onto the cover. This should keep the cube nice and sturdy at this angle. You can power it off a USB wall adapter or a computer's USB hub. And there you have it, that's how we built our Infinity Cube. We want to give a big shout out to ThomasJ152 for sharing his build on Instructables. Check it out, links are in the description. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. It's time for speed up.
don't forget, no Pedro, every Wednesday, you can learn how to make all these things on 3D Hangouts. Including Baby Yoda's. That's right. Okay, um, before we get over to new products, it's IOTNT. That's the code. All the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Let's uh, do this. Ready? Yeah. Okay, uh, first up, a reminder, we will run out of Ada boxes in March when we're shipping. So I was asked by our community and people who uh, had tried to get Ada boxes in the past, and we ran out of subscriptions because you have to cut it off because there's, a, there's, there's limit. a limit to how fast the universe can work, it seems. The speed mm. of light is still the speed limit for most of us. So go to adabox.com and sign up, and you will get something very cool in March. Okay. New products. You. We have some of these reinvented magazine. They did a feature on Adafruit, and I'm on the cover too. This is an old photo, so that's why it looks so good. <laughs> um, but it's a great magazine. Has showed off on the overhead. I showed on the overhead. Yeah, it's all sorts of really cool women doing. Yeah. Hold on. So if you doing want to inspire stuff. a young girl or really anyone about all the opportunities possible in the field of STEM, reinvented magazine. This is cool. This is like robot ballerina. Yeah. And more stuff. And it, at the end, actually, there's a really great. Um, there's some tutorials like circuitry, soft circuits, um, you know, like these cartoons on electronic design. Um, there's also a little section on sensors, yeah, which I really like. in chief is a aerospace engineer. Yeah. She does that in Florida. And for fun, magnetometers. Um, and for the good of the world, there's this new magazine called Reinvented. Yeah. So check it out. We've got a couple. And uh, subscribe. Every time you subscribe, they also uh, give one subscription to someone who can't afford it. Next up. We've got some leftover mini screw sets from Make Do. Um, these were in an Ada box, and we found a box of like 100 or so, and we're like, oh, we should just put them in the shop. They're only a couple bucks. A great way to get started with uh, cardboard crafting, and if you like it, check out we also stock the larger sets. Okay, next up. We have two cases for the micro bit. Um, there's not a lot of great cases for the micro bit, but this is one of them. We're finding uh, all the great cases. One of the reasons we're doing this is because our upcoming board that we have is micro bit shaped. So we wanted to make sure that we tested all the cases. A lot of the cases won't work. For you, this won't work, but it, but it was such a good case. I was like, well, I want to carry. But we're it like, we for... should carry this anyways. Yeah. So, so this I'll is the show this off. Case. So what's neat is it's a uh, this is it's a dark diffused case, but it actually makes the LEDs look really good. Look at that high contrast, and um, yeah, you can't really see the you can sort of see the text through, but not so much. It's a very slim case. Um, you can just pop it apart. It stays together, but if you just like put your fingernail in just the right spot, it um, comes apart like so, and then you can snap it back on. We also have. A clear version, which is like a translucenty. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I wanted to fix something. Fix something? Okay. All right, that's great. Nice work. Yeah. We also have a translucent case. So uh, it's if you don't like the, the dark, smoky acrylic. Let's see if I can remove this. Uh, this version. have to get my fingernail just in the right spot. Hold on. There you go. Um, the clear version is like 
almost completely clear. So it's also protective. And yes, pro yes. So it protects the LEDs because it can get cracked off and all the chips. Um, but another nice thing is that it doesn't cover the um, bottom connector, so you can still plug it into accessories and stuff, and then you snap it right on. So it's a great little micro bit case. Very elegant. Okay. Next up. Next up. Two USB breakout cables. These cables are unlike the other USB cables that we have in that there is no microcontroller or chip or converter or anything in them. It's, it's this literally and this. Yeah, and this, this to, that. to that. You've got the four USB pins. Yes. Black is ground, red is power, and then I think D minus is white, D plus is green. Um, if you have something that broke off a USB connector or you have a microcontroller that can connect to USB, um, but you don't want to solder on a USB connector, you just want to plug it in, this will give you either USB host or USB you know, plug either one. Um, so it's just plain connector. Again, no converter. We have cables that have a USB serial converter in them. This ain't that. Nothing in there. Yeah. And we have the two different versions. Yep. We have both the host version and the plug version. Yeah. So you can go like this. This. I go like that. Like that. So people like that. Both styles. Really good. Either way. Yeah. Both have this. Yes. Nice little connection on the end. Okay. Next up for our DIN rail friends. Uh, we had in the store last week, we put in the two by eight DIN rail. We also have the huge chunkin' 40 pin two by 20. It's really big. I'll show something over because it's hard to see the scale. Oh. It's big, but that said, if you have something, the reason we pick two by 20 is of course, um, for uh, Raspberry Pi, that's the, you know, the most common connector, but also a lot of single board computers have a two by 20 connector. So you can latch that on here connect this to whatever you want and then you have uh, beautifully labeled breakouts for uh, terminal breakouts for every pin and it goes on your din rail for easy mounting so um i don't use din rail that much but i know that there's a lot of makers and crafters that do uh comes a little kit you just have to screw these pieces on and look at all the terminal blocks you get and they're so nicely labeled wonderful so perfect for raspberry pi or other things and then pick up one of these cables if you want to uh break this out and kick it to something else. Not included, but it's like another couple bucks. Uh, by popular demand, some people want us to carry higher power inductive charging kits. And so we did. This one is, the one we had before is five volts, you know, half an amp. This one is five volts, 1 1.2, 1 1.3 amps. And yeah, you actually can get that much power out. You need to give it nine to 12, volts maybe up to 20 volts on the input i didn't try over 12. and then um you have uh, an inductive coupling so this is a coil it's creating a uh electric field through here a magnetic and electric field uh through here and then you know it's basically you're creating a transformer when you have this coil over here um the magnetic signal couples in electrical signal couples in it uh, then induces a current into here and output so it's, you know, you want to make something that has a separator, air, fabric, leather, cloth, whatever, as long as it's not uh, metallic, you can put it in between and you can pass power without having to have it be electrically connected. So let's demo. This, I'm just going to plug in a nine volt over here. It works. And then, yes, yeah, so this is, yeah, you can't see it because we can't see that electromagnetic spectrum, but there's signal coming out of here. And then I just put a uh, one watt white LED over here on the output. And you'll see as I get, sorry, as I get closer, it gets brighter as more currents coupled in until it's ridiculously bright and that hurts. 
Um, so it, it does matter how far away you are. So the closer, I'll show this to the side. You can be, you know, this far and you're getting maybe, you know, 100 milliamps, 200, 300, 400, 500, up to when it's touching, you can do, you know, 1.2 amps. So um, you want to have it be coaxial as much as possible. Again, if you slide it away, you get less current until it's, you know, kind of close. So you do have to get it uh, somewhat lined up and you don't want it to be too far. Uh, but this is a high current converter, so great if you want to charge. Um, a project without any wiring. It is kind of magical. It looks a little bit like those toothbrushes, you know, the electric toothbrushes. You put on the stand, um, it charges something up. So this can do up to uh, five volts, one plus amp out. Okay. I've had a stemma dilemma for a while. Well, your stemma dilemma is I've had a stemma dilemma. Solved. And I feel like there's hope for me now. Because I like Grove. I like Quick. I like stemma. I like stemma QT. But what if you had to convert them all? So this is a cable that takes a JSTPH. It's a two millimeter pitch cable. Is it, is it this one? No, it's it the previous one. one. This, this one's two millimeter. And it goes to converts this. Two millimeter JSTPH to one millimeter JSTSH. The two millimeter JSTPH is the same size used in our stemma board. So a lot of our boards like the pie badge, the hello wings, you whatever, what have you, if it has this big connector on it. It's an I2C uh, breakout connector uh, that is very easy to connect to. Um, now you can use it with all of our little breakouts that have the mini connectors, just a little large to small adapter. You can also use these uh, to connect to Grove hosts. So this will connect to a Grove or Stemma, or I think also there's a couple other like Gravity or whatever, the very equivalent-ish uh, cables that pin out to the same. And then it'll connect to uh, Stemma QT boards, like this is a thermal camera, and you can see uh, it's, well, hold on, it's upside down, but it can, whoops, hold on. It, uh, it can see me, hi, hello, um, over here, so I can just wave. Um, and then uh, it plugs very nicely, it can connect to um, Stemma QT, QT sensors. One thing to watch out for is, uh, because Grove is a five volt power system, and SparkFun Quick is three volts. If you do want to connect something that is from a Stemma or Grove and you're connecting it to a SparkFun Quick breakout or whatever other Zeo Quick or whatever, just make sure that you've set the board to be three volt power and logic. Um, Stemma QT has level shifting and logic regulator, but some don't. So just watch out, you don't blow up your chips by accident. But uh, mechanically, it uh, connects quite nicely and it makes it very easy. And then of course, once you have um, you know, this cable, you can connect to any of our sensors, including some of the ones we're gonna show later. And if you want, you can even chain other sensors. So then you can just use a plain uh, JST-SH cable to, to chain other sensors. Wow, I didn't, it's like, why did you hot plug something? Thanks. Uh, you can plug other sensors and you can have a chain of different sensors and, and capabilities, motor drivers, what have you, all in the same Stemma, Stemma QT cable. So Stemma Dilemma is resolved. My Stemma Dilemma is over. Yay. Okay, next up. Uh, this USB-C breakout, it's kind of a cool inline breakout. Um, we have ones that are like simplified for through-hole breadboards, but I thought this was kind of neat because it's a USB socket, you can plug a cable into it and it'll break out all the pins. It doesn't do any 
resistors or connectors. It is just all the pads. And I thought maybe this could be useful for somebody. What yeah. for yet? I don't quite know. But it's neat because you get every single pad and it's in line. So yeah. interesting little breakout. Okay. Start of the show tonight. Start okay. the community and you. Breakouts. So we have three ST micro breakouts and they kind of come to set. One is actually from last week, but I'm going to do it over again. We've got the List 3 MDL magnetometer. So it's a triple axis magnetometer. It's a nice little sensor, has I squared C, has SPI, has I think like uh, four, six, eight, 12 Gauss range. So nice big range. You can use this for magnetics, but it, honestly it's best for doing um, earth magnetic field detection. We also have the, uh, skip to the next, next one. Next, next one? Yeah, there's, there's one that has only one chip. What are you talking about? There's the thing maybe got lost. What's yeah. the last one? Sure. Keep going. Sure. Sure. Oh, I guess it went, the image got dropped. Okay, so in addition to the LIST 3 MDL, we also have um, an LSM 6DS33 breakout, which looks a lot like this, um, but it has a triple axis magnetometer and uh, sorry, triple axis accelerometer and gyroscope. And so that pairs with the list 3 MDL so you could have a nine off sensor. And then finally, we do have this one which combines both. Okay. So we have, yeah, it's, they all look very similar because they're like black and they have electronics on them. But um, the magnetometer is if you just want a magnetometer, the accelerometer gyro is if you just want accelerometer gyro, each one is less expensive. But if you would like to have a full nine off sensor solution, it has like full nine degrees of freedom, which is great for making an um, inertial measurement unit that can uh, perform orientation, um, motion sensing. The nine off is the best because of course it comes with all of the sensors together and uh, it has the same axes for them as well. So it makes calculations quite easy. I've got a little demo I can show off. Uh, have this, um, this is just the STM 32F405 Feather. Uh, and it's got a uh, QT connector on it. And then I've got here the magnetometer and uh, the accelerometer gyroscope. I've got to really zoom in to see. And it can display, you know, the nine off senses. But, you know, you've got two chips here. Maybe you want to combine them into one. So, you know, magically remove this and replace it with the combo board. And just reset this. And now we've got that full nine off motion. So it can do um, accelerometer, so tilt according to the gravity of the earth, magnetometer, so it knows which way north is, and gyroscope, so as you twist things around, it can track that twist. Um, so we're doing more and more stuff with IMUs. You're gonna see a whole bunch of inertial measurement units and accessories going to the shop, and we're gonna do a bunch of guides on how to turn these into uh, yaw and pitch and roll data as well as like quaternion data. Uh, so as we do more of that, you'll see some of these uh, ST sensors, like this really nice set, the S STM LSM 6DS33 and LIST 3 MDL, as well as the previous sensors that we put in, the LSM 6D SOX and also upcoming the ISM 330. So a nice family of inertial measurement units from ST. Nice new products. New product recap. Ready? Recap, recap, recap. We've got the Reinvented magazine. This is the second issue. It's great. It's got wonderful women doing cool stuff in science and technology. 
Uh, we've got uh, some leftover make-do screw kits, a little easy to uh, build uh, mini projects in cardboard. Two cases for the micro bit, smoke gray and uh, translucent. These are very simple protective cases for micro bits. We have plain USB type A host and peripheral uh, connectors that have no converters inside of them. It's just the USB data and power cables. For DINRAIL fans, we have a 2x20 40 uh, pin DINRAIL breakout. It's huge, but it has every pin. Great for single board computers, Raspberry Pis, or anything else that has a ton of GPIO that you want to mount. A high powered inductive charging kit. This kit can give you up to 5 volts, 1.2, 1.3 amps out. So if you liked our half amp, 5 volt uh, inductive coupled um, uh, output uh, converter, uh, you'll really like this one, which gives you two, two and a half times as much power. Uh, for those who have a Stemma Dilemma, you have something with a Stemma port and you want to connect a Stemma QT sensor or device, congratulations. Also works great with um, SparkFun Quick and Seed Grove. It will convert larger connectors to small connectors over for I2C. We have a USB-C inline plug adapter. I just kind of thought this breakout was kind of cool. It gives you every pin on the USB-C. There's no conversion or adapter stuff other than you can just solder to it. And we have a family of ST sensors, the LIST-3MDL um, triple axis magnetometer, the LSM-6DS33 triple axis gyro and accelerometer for sixth off, and of course, the combo board, which gives you uh, all of the above. Wow, amazing. Nine DOF sensing in this little package is very affordable and really good quality. Um, so great um, matchup for your STM32 F405 feather. Just plug it in to get nine DOF IMU action going. Okay, that's new products. Um, so uh, don't forget, code is IOTNC all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, let's do some top secret. Before we do top secret, just a reminder, head over to uh, Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, start putting your questions there. That's when we read them and we can see them. Um, join all 15,000 plus of us over there. Yes. Okay, uh, top secret this week. From the vault. From the vault. So uh, we did a sensor Sunday. Um, you were showing some stuff from the upcoming clue board. So uh, let's show what you were working on. All right, Lady Data, what is this? Hey, it's Saturday sensor time, and I'm doing on-device magnetometer calibration for the Adafruit Clue Board. It has a magnetometer, and you have to calibrate it. So you'll see when I've got the raw sensor data, and I spin it around, and I flip it around, and all that good stuff, you'll see I have kind of like a blue ball, a green ball, and a red ball, and these are the X, Y, and Z offsets. And when I press the A button, it'll calibrate based on that data. So then I spin all the way around. Next time I run it, the balls are more centered and zeroed on the X, Y, and Z axis. Calibrated data. Cool. Okay, and so that's the red prototype version of the clue. So I am thrilled to share, um, I think this is the first time we've shown it. This is the uh, front and back silk. Um, you can see it, the board's called Clue. Uh, the iconography has a cute little magnifying glass in the letter C. There's fingerprints on each button. There's little footprints. It's definitely in the mystery 
type theme. It's probably very gonna mysterious. Do, probably going to do a few more things, but this is looking pretty good. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting to the alpha release. Getting there. So I put a spot for a speaker, although I'm not sure whether we're going to have a speaker on the final We'll have version. an add-on no matter what. Yeah. So, um, And then if you just wanted to see what it looks like um, after we do this great silk screen and then start rendering. That's what it looks like. Yeah, and uh, one thing I wanted to add is it uh, runs TensorFlow Lite. So if you're into the machine learning, the AI, the tiny ML, it runs it. That's coming soon. Um, we're thinking about doing a coin, and uh, I don't know exactly when or where. Um, I think in the John Wick universe, you can murder someone with one uh, coin, but I don't. I think this is going to be used. Or to, get like Dunkin' Dun Dun's yeah, coffee or something. I think ours are just going to be used to be nice to each other. Yeah. Um, but that is uh, one of the things that um, we're we're working on. So I want to show a little bit of preview, and then the other thing is. Um, this was the first demo of, uh, I'll let pass me. This is the first demo, like hot off the press, of using Circuit Playground Bluefruit and a iOS app called Bluefruit Playground, which we have right now. And all of the things that we wanted to do with um, like puppetry and, and AI and more over the last few years. So I'm going to try to do a live demo of that. Um, okay. The beginning of the show I did. Um, Okay, select it, found yeah, it. Yeah, so we'll see how this works out. So um, the idea is you would be able to, um, you know, I'm going to go back with this, see how this works out. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to be dangerous now. Ooh. Um, so the idea Deadly. is you'd get a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. And, uh, oh, my God, you've been replaced with yeah, your Yeah, and I'm going to, I've been replaced. It's, it's about time. Um, yeah. So the idea is you'd get a Circuit Playground Bluefruit. You can see this in my hand here. And notice it's wireless. No wires, nothing attached. But you can do things like have a control of Puppet. Um, and this is live all on the internet right now. This is a video that's coming off my iPhone. And I knocked out the background so it you know, looks like it's real and it's here. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a nice effect. Like, I could just get out of here. Bye. Hey. And, you know, now off screen. I'm a puppet, you know, hi, I can't believe my project blew up. And then, you know, I, I can press a button, right? And then, uh, what? <laughs> what? Uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know, what we wanted to do is imagine anyone could be a puppeteer and anyone could start to make stuff like this. So all you need is a Circuit Playground Bluefruit and uh, a device like a phone. And you can make stuff like this, too. It's very neat. Yeah, interesting, you know, technology. We're looking at, you know, what people have done with, with sensors, and we kind of come across some, like, puppeteering projects. We're like, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I've been trying to do this for, like, 14 years. Yeah. Um, and the other neat thing is you could take this and uh, you could give a kid one of the, you know, like a little cloth glove or even, like, a brown paper bag. And the idea is, uh, and I'll hold it like this, the idea is when you talk like you would with a puppet, it talks, too. So this is, uh, this is the first time I've seen anything like this, certainly live streaming. And, uh, you know, we're just getting there. And this is just an accelerometer. So, like, some of the stuff we're doing this, with IMUs, yeah. I think you could get even better. You know, you would actually be able to do even more sensing and, and gestures. And then, you know, maybe we would do some of the machine learning stuff that would recognize, hi, hello, uh, bye. 
Uh, you can you know recognize gestures and act in different ways. Yeah. And the other thing that we're going to do is, because all this stuff works with Stemma and all of our sensors, um, imagine being able to like blow into a sip and puff sensor and Sparky gets bigger and bigger, or it's another character, or it's a bird and its feathers fluff up. So I, I think we're going to look back at this and say, like, oh, this was like the beginning of a lot of DIY um, electronic puppetry and AR. Um, there is a app that I really like called Yo Puppet that uses your arm. There's a company called Thinko, where they're making a digital uh, uh, puppet system, um, and they use our electronics. I, I contacted them, so check out my article. But um, this is what we're doing for our folks. You can get Circuit Playground, uh, Cir mm. get Circuit Playground Bluefruit now as a device, and you can get um, Bluefruit Playground in the App Store right now. And when we turn on this feature, we'll have an update shortly. Um, it'll automatically update your app, and you'll be able to do this uh, as well. So I hope folks like this. All right, this is cool stuff. Yeah, this in the VR, it's been weird. That's top secret. Weird times. Okay, um, we're going over to Discord right now. Yeah. Answer your questions, and then we're going to uh, get out of here. So, uh, question time. Yeah. Uh, okay, everyone likes the Clue Silk. Great, um, yep. so we Adafruit did that. Challenge coin, people like that. And uh, thank you, Mr. Certainty, for posting up what a challenge coin is. Um, Bill says magnometer is huge because they let you do turning instead of tilting. That's right. Very handy for things like head tracking. Yeah. So me personally, I you know I just have an accelerometer on. It's, it's just a circuit playground on, blue fruit. On the circuit playground blue fruit, and uh, you know this is we're getting a lot of um, interaction that makes it look like a puppet just with an accelerometer. So imagine you know a magnetometer, it'll be able. Like, You'd actually be able to move side to side yeah. and twist. Yeah. Because one thing it, you can't detect with just accelerometer is twisting. Yeah, so this is this is kind of compensating just for that. Just tilting. But this yeah. is just with this. So Clue is going to be able to do all this puppetry as well. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's kind of neat when it lines up because, you know, it's like my body. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you have the beta with, like, the solder on crystal. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it still works. Okay, so let's continue to uh, answer the questions. Um, it would be cool to 3D mount the circuit playground to your hand to secure it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's the idea. It would be on your hand. And uh, you could decorate the puppet any way you want. You just put the little Bluefruit playground in there. You slot it in, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin is in the chat. Uh, Colin is one of our lead puppeteers. So say hi to Colin. Um, let's go back over here. Um, yeah, you were you wanted to be the puppeteer tonight. Some of the time. Okay. No, that's fine. Uh, let's see. Curious, uh, when can we post up the STM Feather files on GitHub? Um, oh, we're posting it like in the next day or two. Just everyone had was on holiday and they're all getting back. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Blue fill needs to turn. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, tape it to your chin. Oh, yeah, yeah and you could tape this to your chin. Yes, if I were to, I guess I could. Right. Well, I would have to do it the opposite way, I guess. The only thing is that what if you want to talk, you know, the, the, having a puppet where you and the puppet are conversing, so you'd want to have it yeah. more like, you know, your hand is controlling the motion yeah. maybe behind your back while the puppet's doing stuff, and you're like, and, oh, like, let's talk to the puppet. And what's cool is, I think about, how do you teach kids about how sensors work? There's a lot of boring ways to teach it, but you give someone a puppet, they really understand 
three D. Yeah, suddenly like pitch, yawn, wall make a lot more yeah. sense when it's like a, you know it's not a, a diagram with arrows, but it's a, yeah. it's a puppet. Okay, uh, question for Lady Ada. Any chance you can make a Stemma board that takes FSRs, amplifies them, gives the data? Uh, two FSRs inputs would be huge. Mm. FSRs. Yeah, I don't have any designs for that, but it's interesting. Yeah, take a look at it. Yeah. Uh, I remember an episode of Angel where silver characters were replaced with felt puppets. Imagine the episode of Ask an Engineer. Yeah, um, someone on Twitter, Caitlin's dad, um, would make puppet versions of us and do little snippets. Um, That'd be cool if they could do the shows once in a while. Yeah. Sometimes Wednesdays are, Wednesdays are busy for us. Um, okay, I think I got to yeah. the, there was not a ton of questions. We uh, did a someone question. has a Raspberry Pi Ultimate. Cool. Um, someone wants to. Hi from Minneapolis. All right, not a lot of questions tonight. That's good. Okay, what do you want to give uh, away tonight? We're going to give away. I'll hit more questions if they come up. We're going to give away two things. We're going to give away one of our combo. Um, accelerometer gyros, product 4485, and a Teensy4. A great pair. Yeah. Because, you can even connect them together. Because um, you get... It's IoTeensy. Because you can run CircuitPython on it. You can run CircuitPython on it. Oh, and, here's, a, yeah. here's another question we'll just do. Uh, any plans to make a muck stomach board, like MCP23008? No designs in the works yet. Okay. But I, I think we'll eventually get to all that stuff. Okay, what are the rules? Rules are if you've won something before, you can't win again. Only one winner per my lifetime. First person to call the magical phone number, I'm going to pick up and say ahoy ahoy and ask you your name and where you're calling from and a project you're working on or you want to work on. And uh, if you tell us all that, well, you're going to win a Teensy 4 and a 9DOF IMU board. Ooh. Fancy. Okay. Um, you got the phone ready? Really? I have the phone. Okay. Yes. Don't forget to turn off your audio when you call because otherwise it, it, there's a weird echo effect. Yeah. I posted up the number. So that's the number. You have to decipher it. Decipher it. Um, but we'll see who gets it first. Ooh, oh, that was, that was fast. fast. Okay. People wanted the teensy. That's the phone. All right, you ready? Yeah. Ahoy, ahoy, you've called Ask an Engineer. Ahoy, wow, ahoy. I got you. I, you got me. What's your name and where you're calling from? I'm John, and I'm from Philadelphia. Hi, John, I'm from Philadelphia. Well, congratulations. You were able to call a phone number and answer the magical questions, so you're going to win some fabulous prizes. All you have to do is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at adafruit.com, and say, hey, it's John from Philadelphia, not Phil from Johnadelphia, and I won a product four four eight five and a teen c4 okay four four eight five and a teen c4 yeah they'll know what we're talking about and uh what's a project you're working on or you want to work on john from philadelphia uh, i've been working on a bunch of stuff i'm working on making my uh adafruit adabox 2 robot uh since the area around it and i've been playing with some particle boards oh cool all right well this imu and this teen c will uh, have a, a fine life being adopted by you and your friends. So don't forget to email support at adafruit.com to win your fabulous prizes. All right. All right, have a great night. Bye, John. Okay. All right, sweet, easy. Thanks for calling. I love when people call and win prizes. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, don't forget, the code is IOTNC. That's all the way up to 11.59 p.m. It supports us, an open source hardware company in New York City. Thank you so much, everyone, for 
making this thing go. We'll keep doing this as long as we keep the lights on. Your orders help us do that, but you can also save a buck or two. Um, right, special thanks go. to our entire uh, Adafruit community that's on Discord and all the different chats. Um, our Adafruit team members, both here and remote. I think Jesse May is in the chat on Slack tonight. And Kelly's there too, so I think Kelly's just hanging out, but I think. There's Kelly. And Jesse May. One or both are there. Thank you. Thanks. We're fun. Yeah. We're not um, that old yet. We'll, uh, we'll be here uh, next week. We have Ask an Engineer and Show and Tell. Next week, JP's show is tomorrow. And everyone's coming back. We're kicking it off. That's it's happening. Right. And uh, we promise there'll be a lot of cool things this year uh, for Betafruit. You'll Lots be able, of sensor stuff. You'll be able to do a lot of cool things with sensors. Uh, wireless. Our whole, our whole jam is wireless and Bluetooth and things like iPhones and Android and all that, and you'll be able to make cool things like this. I want to say this is one of the first live streaming AR puppets with electronic hardware. Um, if, some, if I'm wrong, um, someone on the internet will tell me. Um, but I think it is. So thanks for being part of uh, this, this history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, if anything, maybe we uh, will stop a patent troll from trying to say, uh, you know, this is this is this isn't a unique. Yeah, we got to watch out because this is something I could totally. It, some, it's not somebody unique. Trying to um, say Jim Henson did this uh, all the way back did. in a Jim Henson hour a million years ago. Um, it, it's not the, it's not the technology. It's uh, how many people can use it. Before, um, you know, you need to have a multi-million-dollar studio. Now you can have a twenty-dollar dev board and a phone that you probably carry around in your pocket, and you'll be able to, uh, you know, do stuff like this. Super and fun. I, and I think that's the fun part. And if you know Python, you can even do more. So um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I are great. Buying. I just like, I like this like. Buying. Huh? <laughs> what? Uh, but, uh, Hi, bye, everybody. We have. So we'll, uh, we'll see everybody later. And uh, special... Thanks to uh, the moderators that were helping out tonight during the show, too. Okay. See you next week. Here's your moment of Zener. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>